0: Welcome in to another edition of Home Field Advantage. My name is Will Highland, and I am your host. Today is January 14th, 2020. I think I believe, I think and I believe that I said 2019 last week on the show. So to all of you who pay attention to details like that, you may have noticed I did not until after the fact. Uh, however, today, January 14th, 2020, normally at this time we 'd be prepping for an AFC title game, which is also known as the Tom Brady Bowl for those who may not be familiar, and we'd be talking probably about who the Patriots might play in the Super Bowl, what the um, you know what the outcome might be of this week's game. Who you know who who are we looking for in terms of you know opponents, um, that, that sort of thing. That typically happens around the time we get to MLK Day. Uh, however, this time we're dealing with a cheating scandal. And it's not a cheating scandal that involves the aforementioned Patriots. In fact, it's a cheating scandal that includes the baseball team and the Boston Red Sox and Houston Astros in particular. And, you know, just a quick side, it couldn't have been a worse 48 hours for the city of Houston. You had your team up 21 to nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round game with a chance to host the previously mentioned AFC title game at their building at NRG Stadium in Houston. They blew a 24 nothing lead to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Monday rolls around. And their manager, who brought them to three consecutive ALCS appearances, two out of three World Series, and helped them win a title, he is suspended and fired within hours of afternoon. So just for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you listening to this uh, have been aware of the sports news. The Houston Astros were involved in a cheating scandal uh, back in November. It broke. It broke. Mike Fiers, a former Astro, he was the one who kind of broke broke the story to um, to the Athletic, and they were the ones that you know ran with it, and uh, it prompted an investigation. And here we go. And then about I'd say ten days ago, the Red Sox were uh, involved in reported to be in a similar cheating scandal, um, seemingly not as severe as the one Houston was involved with, but certainly enough to raise eyebrows and call into question. So tough, tough 24 to 48 hours for the city of Houston. Um, the only thing that would have made it worse is if James Harden, uh, tore his ACL. Um, or if, you know, something happened to the basketball team that they have there, that would have just been complete chaos. So tough break for Houston. However, they had it coming to them, And here's why. Uh, The scandal that the Astros were involved in um, is probably one of the worst cheating scandals in baseball history. I don't think there is another scandal outside of maybe Pete Rose in the Black Sox that has um, generated this amount of controversy in Major League Baseball. Of course, you have the steroid era that lasted for so long throughout much of the 90s and 2000s. Um, But I... That, per se, wasn't an individual scandal as much as it was an epidemic in the game. Well, clearly, Rob Manfred thinks this is an epidemic in the game because he came down pretty hard on the Houston Astros yesterday. Uh, General Manager Jeff Lunhow, I believe I'm saying this right, Lundhow, uh he was suspended for a year. And Manager A.J. Hinch, who I mentioned earlier, he was also suspended for the year. And the Houston Astros wasted no time as an organization firing those two gentlemen And basically wiping their hands of the whole situation. There's a ton going on there. I think personally, they had it coming to them. It was a terrible scandal, as I said. They were basically delivering in-game messages to their players um, who were at bat via like banging a trash can or having hidden cameras and they were using the replay room. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be like, you know, Kardashian or any of these other top lawyers who are just arguing, uh, aside either way. And I'm also not going to pretend to be Sherlock Holmes and claim to know every piece of evidence and use it, um, to enforce, but I'm just going based off of what I've heard, what I've read. Um, I obviously don't know these guys from Adam. Um, But what they did was pretty reprehensible uh, in terms of the integrity of the game, If and if you value that. Some people, as we've seen over the last couple days, or even couple months since this broke, is they've had varying levels of how they want to measure integrity in the game. Like, people will say, well... You know, cheating—they'll come down on that. But they're lighter on steroids. They're lighter on domestic issues. They're lighter on uh, other conduct issues among the players than they would be among uh, among a team itself. In this case, uh, I, I don't—I'm not going to sit here and claim to you know argue a case either way. Uh, I just want to look at it specifically from a Red Sox perspective and from a long-term what it means for baseball perspective, because any of you who have listened to me before, I don't usually get hung up on the details of a case, and I, I, I just don't want to waste time hashing out the play-by-play or the details or this and that. Um, I kind of like to look at the big picture. My episode last week ago about, uh, about Brady excuse me, was a lot about that. It was about the big picture. Uh, and then, if you had listened a couple of weeks ago, my friends and I we did a recap of the decade so i don't usually go detail by detail um, as much because many of you who listen to me know know that already um, so that's an assumption i'm willing to make just for time's sake uh, however, when it comes to th- when it comes to this when it comes to this situation in particular, I think it's it's about the question of does the punishment fit the crime? What does the punishment mean going forward for future infractions? And who else who else is going to be implicated by this? So those three questions are pretty big. Um, the first one, does the punishment fit the crime? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say no, honestly. I think you probably could have got the message across if you said 80 games for Hinch, 80 games or half a season for Lone Howe, and three and a half million dollar fine and you lose picks in the second round or the first round but by suspending Hinch and Loon Howell an entire season you are setting a precedent good or bad whether you disagree with it or not you're setting a precedent that this is now going forward the, the punishment for cheating in baseball and to me this was probably the worst cheating scandal baseball's ever seen, but it's probably not going to be the last, and there's probably going to be a lot of these that aren't as severe. Like, for example, the Red Sox one. The Red Sox were involved in an Apple Watch scandal a couple of years ago. They were involved in this one that seems to not be as serious as what Houston was doing, but it's still a cheating scandal. And then down the line, what you're going to have happen is, you know, guys are still going to be using Pintar. Guys are still going to be um, using technology. And what is the precedent? Is the precedent now any cheating scandal results in a year-long suspension? Or is it just ones as egregious as what Houston and potentially Boston were doing? And that's what gets tricky. Because from now on, no matter what happens, people are going to look at this and say, well, was it as worse as what Hinch and the Astros were doing? I don't know. That That's, that's what remains to be seen. Um, the second was you know, what does it mean, um, actually, that was the second point, the third point would be, you know, what what does it mean for others that might be implicated, and this is where the Red Sox get involved, because I've read a lot of people, a lot of people in Red Sox Nation, who I, you know, I love and respect, have basically taken core aside on this, and said, well, he's my manager, I'll stand by him. Doesn't change how I feel about the 2018 World Series and the, that the Red Sox won, and it doesn't change how I feel um, about Alex Cora as our manager, and and um, you know he should only be held accountable for you know what the Red Sox did. I don't agree with that absolutely whatsoever at all. Alex Cora, it appears, was the. Uh, What's the word? The maestro, the instigator, the mastermind behind what Houston was doing. I think Hinch and Loonhow were complicit because they didn't stop it and because they oversaw it and didn't do anything about it. But I think Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora were the masterminds behind that. Again, I'm not going to get hung up on the details, but from what I've read, it's, it's basically pretty damning for Alex Cora. And it's even more damning that the bench coach who was Alex score at the time. For those of you who don't know, he was the bench coach in Houston before the year before, before being um, the manager of the Red Sox. Sorry, that was a word sandwich. So all of that is very interesting when you take into account that he's not only on the hook for what the Red Sox did in 2018, he's also kind of on the hook, actually, very much on the hook. For what the Houston Astros did in 2017. And that's where it becomes problematic. And that's where I disagree with my Red Sox colleagues. Is it's not about how, do, how you feel about the 2018 World Series champions. It's about what happened in 2017. And in 2017, Alex Cora was the mastermind behind the worst cheating scandal in baseball history. So that's the implication here. And... It's, you know, 5.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. It's been about, you know, 30 hours since this started to break in the media. And we haven't heard anything about Alex Cora, to my knowledge. So either baseball is getting cold feet or they're taking their time. And, you know, I think basically you know everything you need to know about Cora with the Astros, based on yesterday's report. So... They should go ahead and just suspend Alex Cora because they're going to anyway. I don't think what he did with the Red Sox is going to be any worse than what he did with the Astros. I think, if if anything, it's going to be the same. So in that case, you could probably do the same punishment and maybe even longer, maybe a year and a half. Again, I'm, I'm not an expert on baseball yeah, rules, um, but I know that what they're accused of doing and what they've been proven to have done with Houston uh, is enough for a suspension, in my mind, 100%. And honestly, he deserves it. And this might anger a lot of my Red Sox fans, but it's true. I mean, he deserves a suspension, but... I'm not sure how long that suspension is going to be. Um, from Jeff Passon's reports, it's probably going to be as long, if not longer, than than that of AJ Hinch and Jeff Luhnow. And where it gets interesting to me, from an implication standpoint, is what does this mean for um, Bloom? What does this mean for John Henry? Where are they going to go as manager for their if, for their manager if Alex is? Uh, Relieved of his duties and or suspended What's that going to look like? Because as it stands right now Ron Reneke would be the next guy up But he's not really an analytics guy So I have a hard time believing that Heim Bloom, who's basically an Ivy League nerd Who's taken over baseball and good for him He's not going to hire an old school baseball guy alex core is unique because he's a blend of the two almost too much analytics clearly but he is kind of still an old school baseball guy he still pays attention to stuff like lefties versus righties um he still pays attention to things like um you know doubles triples ops slugging he's not really as married to the war idea or the ops plus as some of your other managers i think somebody like kevin cash or joe madden um, those are the guys that i would think of immediately who are really sold on the shifts on analytics, and all that Cora doesn't seem like he's that far down the bridge but clearly far enough for further than somebody like ron reneke which is why i have a problem in believing that heim bloom and henry and those that involved they're just going to say you know what cora you're gone. You you know, we're going to stick with Reneke, spring training starts in four weeks, here we go. I don't think that's going to happen either. I've also seen reports that the Red Sox might not even fire Alex Cora if he's suspended. And in that case, I say, what the hell are you doing? The guy's suspended for a year, potentially more, in all likelihood. So by holding on to him... For for a year, you're basically hiring an interim manager and saying that the 2019, se- 2020 season, sorry, is a wash. And the team is too good for that. I know they underachieved last year, but they still have Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, uh, Andrew Benintendi, Jackie Bradley. They brought back Mookie Betts. You know, they've kind of invested in this team. They still have Chris Sale. Hopefully, he's healthier. Hopefully. um, Hopefully you've got uh, David Price coming back to form. You don't have Porcello, but you've got Erod. I mean, Sale might not be the old Chris Sale, but he's you know still a veteran starter, you know, with with high ceiling. So I think if they were to just call this season a wash and say, you know what, Alex Cora can't be our manager. We'll hire an interim guy. We'll stick out the year. I, I just don't like that, and then on the other hand, you've got guys that are saying, "Oh, well, you know, we can, we can sell, sell on this team because they're clearly not going to achieve much. You know, if they don't have Cora, that would be a big, you know, blow. And and so like, I'll, I look at that and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? You can find a medium. You know, you should fire Alex Cora if that's what the standard is now because. The, the Astros owner basically said, okay, we, we're not standing for cheating in our organization. And that's an organization, by the way, that has been absolutely run horribly or horribly run, I should say. It's been horribly run for the past six months or so. And, you know, they had guys yelling at media members. They had, you know, Roberto Osuna on their club, a known domestic abuser. And you're out here, and now you're out here firing your manager and your GM, and now you're the voice of integrity in the game. So if the Red Sox hold on to Cora, they're like, yep, okay, here's what we got. We got Alex Cora. He's a known cheater, and he's on our team, and we're not going to do anything about it. So that's one side of the coin. And I personally think he deserves to be fired. That's what the standard is now. Um, I'm worried about what the standard is going to be. I said that earlier. Um, But that's pretty much the standard. So at this point, we know the Red Sox care a lot about PR. They're the same people that had David Ortiz, who was only a few months removed from a gunshot wound. They trotted him out there to throw the first pitch to make everybody forget that they fired David Dabrowski. They're all about PR. So they're going to do what they think is going to work best. And just a quick side again, It's hilarious that the Red Sox winter weekend is this coming weekend uh, at MGM. It's like Sam Kennedy's favorite thing in the world. It's like a bunch of people that are paying to celebrate the Red Sox all week. I've been before, pretty good festival. Not all it's cracked up to be. You get a pretty good bang for your buck, but they moved it to MGM this year, which is the new resort sponsor of the Red Sox, new casino sponsor. And they typically have a town hall hosted by Nessen's Tom Karen, and they typically have a segment with Cora and his coaches, where he's basically, it's him, Carlos Feblis, um, you know, whoever, Ron Renneke will probably be there, the pitching coach, Bannister, guys like that. They are typically at this. Guaranteed the Red Sox will, will not have that event. The, the Cora and his coaches event. That will not happen. Um... They, like I said, they care so much about PR, they're not going to subject themselves to that kind of criticism. Um, they'll get criticism for canceling it, but at least it won't be an embarrassment. And that's pretty much all they care about. Uh, and sim- they'll similarly do the same thing with the town hall. And if, if that town hall does, uh, I'm not saying they'll cancel the town hall, but they'll definitely um, censor what goes on there. Uh, and Tom Caron will deserve an Emmy Award. So backtracking to the implications, a quick summary. It's a little bit nerve-wracking what the precedent says because I believe I don't believe the punishment fit the crime for a first-time offender, which is what Houston was. However, I do believe that um, it set a precedent for further instances of cheating. Uh, and then for the Red Sox, I believe it has the... Um, Capability of being a franchise-altering um, situation for them as it relates to Alex Cora and not only his role with the Red Sox, but more more so his role his role with the Houston Astros. Uh, that's a huge problem. Um, so, with those things in mind, I also think it's important to look at Dave Dombrowski being fired and Heim Bloom being brought in because it's Heim Bloom's team. From a baseball ops standpoint so he also has the ability to clean house of any guys that may also have been involved in this beyond Alex Cora Um, and it's also an excuse for him to implement analytics more analytics guys into the fold Um, so I think that's where we roll um, with that Um, and I also think it um, is really convenient for Dave Dabrowski to not really be talked about at all in this because he likely would have been fired, uh, and suspended as well. But because he is not, um, in baseball anymore, the target is not as much as, as not as much on his back. Um, but I would not be surprised if it ends up that way at some point. Um, so with everything in mind, um, I'm just looking at that side of the coin and I'm saying not looking good for Alex Cora, not looking good for the Boston Red Sox. That shouldn't be news to anybody. Um, And then I think the last thing is... Is to kind of look at it as if it wasn't an isolated incident. And by that point, I mean... Bill Belichick was raked over the coals. He had his legacy uh, questioned. He had his integrity questioned. um, Because of what happened with Spygate. And... Alex Cora is accused of basically doing the same thing, except no, nobody is defending him nationally. Um, uh, I don't think anybody really defended Belichick at the time either, but there's been a lot more Boston people, myself included, who have come out against Cora than those who came out against Belichick. Um, my friend and colleague brought that up to me just before I came on the air. And that's a good point. I never thought about that. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that. Um, if it was the Patriots, we would be saying it was a trumped-up scandal um, implicated by Goodell, uh, sorry, initiated by Goodell in the media, it, that it was a witch hunt. Um, It's the Red Sox now involved, and we seem to be much quicker to turn on the Red Sox. Um, I wonder if that's a sport-related thing. I wonder if that's related to um, baseball kind of always having that cheating um, undertone associated with it. I wonder if that's because the Patriots have won so much that we think it's people being jealous of the winning I'm not quite sure, but what I am sure of is that we'd be talking this, talking about this from a much different angle if it were the Patriots, and you don't have to look too far to find that. It's like a month ago that we were talking about another cheating scandal involving the Patriots that did end up to be kind of a misunderstanding with the video department, but this, my friends, is not a misunderstanding. Um, from what I can gather, it seems as if Alex Cora was instructing this. He was complicit in it. Um, It was partly his idea. A.J. Hinch was overseeing it and did not um, turn him in. He was complicit in that regard, and same with the general manager. Um, And Carlos Beltran will likely not be uh, punished because he was a player at the time, which I, I think is a little bit shallow. Because from all we know, he could be doing the same things with the New York Mets. Um, I think it's kind of uh, inconsistent for them to not punish him in some way, shape, or form. Maybe not as severely. uh, But he still also needs to know that, hey, you can't be doing this in your club as well. Um, So those are my thoughts. Kind of a short, quick rundown. I don't have a ton of other thoughts because there's just not a lot of new info I kinda wanna wait I, excuse me, I kinda wanted to wait to see if Cora would be fired um before I recorded, but you know there was there was so much that was on the line um before the firing may have happened, so I did kinda wanna re- revisit that before um uh, before it was before it was broken in the news. So those are those are my quick thoughts. I'd love to hear what you you would think um. Uh, just a quick summary. I think it's going to change baseball. I think it's going to set a precedent. Um, I think that the punishment did not fit the crime for a first-time user. I think um, if you're suspending a guy 80 games for steroids, you could do the same for this the first time, um, and then if they're caught again, uh, be be more harsh. That doesn 't seem to be the case if the Red Sox are involved because that would technically be the second time from an organization and the second time for Cora specifically as a as an individual so there's a there 's a lot to unpack there, but I just think it 's created a precedent in baseball that they 're going to have to live up to, and Rob Manfred made his bed and he 's going to have to lie in it, um, even though I agree it's it's going to be something that baseball will have to deal with because, unlike steroids, they won't—they probably won't have, you know, ten or fifteen years to sort it out. Um, and it's kind of the price they've paid for uh, including technology in the game so much. Um, but it's still not excusable for Houston and Boston and New York and whoever else might be uh, involved to do to do it again. Um, those are my thoughts would love to hear what you think um, follow us on Instagram at homefieldpod um, and my personal account at willhyland2 uh, that's where I communicate a lot with listeners would love to you know hear hear more about what you'd like to hear on the show um, try try not to keep it too New England centric I know the last two have been um, but you know it's the nature of the beast so thank you very much for listening uh, this is homefield advantage uh, my name is Will Highland, and today is January 14th. Thank you for listening. Have a great and safe rest of your week. Thanks.